Welcome to episode 31 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We encourage you to tune in with us uh, every Wednesday at noon. If you can't catch it then, of course, you can go back and watch it later. If you haven't already done so, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you'll get notified when we post new video podcasts. Each week on the podcast for the several weeks now, we are going through, uh, going a little deeper with a message series that we're doing on Sundays here at Lakeshore called I Resolve. We began it on uh, January 1st. We started out the new year with this with the idea of New Year's resolutions. And of course, the focus we have with our resolve is to resolve to follow Jesus. That was week one. And then we started looking at week after week. What does that look like? How do we live that out as followers of Jesus Christ? Uh, the next week, we talked about having the right attitude. The scriptures tell us to have the same attitude or mindset that Jesus has. If we're going to follow after him, we need to think like he thinks, look at things the way he looks at things, have the attitude of Christ, which is the attitude of a servant, how we can serve others. Then we talked about how we live that out by attending the assemblies of the church consistently, how important it is for us to do that. Uh, when we attend consistently, we're able to be involved and connected and living out and being encouraged to live out the lifestyle that Jesus has called us to live out. And then we looked at how we need to study God's Word faithfully. It's important for us as we study God's Word to learn how Jesus has taught us to be the disciples that he wants us to be. He clearly explains that in the teachings of Scripture so we can learn and grow to be more like him. And then we talked about serving willingly, how we need to be willing to have that mindset of a servant, which means we need to live that out. We need to actually serve as a part of the body of Christ, uh, be that part that contributes to the good of the whole. And then this past Sunday, we talked about supporting cheerfully. It's about how God gives us the resources that we have and how we need to use those wisely. It's about what we give to the church to support the work of the kingdom, but also how we manage the rest. I wanted to go back to a passage we looked at Sunday and spend a little more time with it. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and it's a reminder to all Christians of God's generosity to us. Listen to these words. There's a principle involved here. In verse 6, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. All right, so there's this law of sowing and reaping that God put in place when he created the world and ordered things in creation. And, and the idea is to sow generously. Now, sowing generously, that can be lived out in a lot of different ways, but it's the idea of being good stewards, uh, of helping out, of contributing to the needs of others. He goes on to tell us this. He's talking about giving to the church, to the efforts they were doing then to help out their brothers and sisters in Christ in Jerusalem. He said, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that before, God loves a cheerful giver. I love the word translated cheerful. It's where we get the English word hilarious from. It means this should be a source of joy for us. When we understand the law of sowing and reaping, we understand that as we sow generously, God will, will allow us to reap generously with the idea that he can trust us to continue to sow generously, to be to be cheerful in how we give and share and support the work of the kingdom. And he goes on to explain how this is going to work in verse 8. 
He says that God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it's written, they freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. And he encourages us even more in these next few verses on God's provision. He said, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way with a purpose here. Listen to the purpose. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. See, this is not a get-rich kind of thing and and being uh, so this much, and then God's going to give you ten times back that much or whatever. That's not what God's saying here. What God is saying is when you are generous with what he's already given you, he'll make sure he supplies you in a way that enables you to always be a generous person. You don't ever have to, to worry about being generous. Now, we need to be wise. We need to be good stewards. We need to manage it well. Uh, but at the same time, we don't need to be holding things tightly in our hands that God has given us when we could be using them to do good, to make a difference. One of the best things he tells us we can be doing here is to support the work of the kingdom, the work of the church. We are the church, and the church work is the kingdom work. So, He established this principle in the Old Covenant. He continued it in the New Covenant that the way the church is supported to do the work of the kingdom that God has prepared for us to do is through the donations, through the giving of those who make up the church. And so we have many people here at Lakeshore who give regularly, consistently, very generously, and those funds are used for the work of the kingdom. And we want to challenge everybody to understand that principle that God wants to enable all of us to be contributing to that, to be a part of that. And the church is then blessed, and the church can then do the great work that God has called the church to do. We all want the church to be strong. We all want the church to be able to impact our communities and the support of its members financially and with time and other resources is what enables the church to be able to do that. This coming week, we're going to be talking about how we need to resolve to connect purposely. The idea is when we're connected to the family, there, there are ways we can contribute to the good of the family. And I love that we have people that can connect with us online. We, we're always going to do that because it's a great outreach. It's a great way for you to be connected even when you're out of town, can't be with us in person. But some of these things that God instructs us to do as followers of Jesus have to be done face-to-face in person. I went back as I was preparing the message for this week, and I started looking at all of what, what's called the one another passages in Scripture. Uh, one another passages would include things like uh, love one another. Right? That's a clear command in Scripture. Well, there are ways you could do that without being in person. You can send encouraging texts and emails. You can send cards in the mail. There are ways to encourage people without being face-to-face uh, and love, show love to people without being face-to-face in person. But some of that expressed uh, to other people is, is going to have more impact when it's done face-to-face and in person. And that's why the assemblies of the church are so important. It says not to forsake those assemblies. When you can be there, when it's possible to be there in person face-to-face, when it's possible to connect with a life group during the week face-to-face in person, 
those are times that enable us to do a better job of doing these one another things that we're commanded to do in Scripture. Now, these commands to do this for one another, we're going to go, I'm going to go through this list here with you for a minute. There's so many of them. Uh, those are there for your good and for the good of the kingdom. The more we can do this for one another, the stronger we're going to be individually, the stronger others are going to be in the kingdom and their relationship with God and each other. The church will just be healthier as we do these things for one another. So I'm going to take a moment here just to go through some of these that I listed that I found in Scripture. I already said love one another. That's over and over again in the Bible. Serve one another is found in Galatians 5 and Philippians 2 and 1 Peter 4, how we're instructed we need to be willing to have that attitude of a servant, and Jesus set that example so well. We're told to accept one another. Romans 15, 7 and verse 14 uh, other passages that talk about how we need to put up with each other, be willing to to put up with each other's uh, differences and sometimes even differences of opinion. Now, accepting one another doesn't mean we accept everything as okay in one another's lives because we also need to hold each other accountable when we're out of line with God's word. But it doesn't mean we cut off a relationship with someone because of that. We still are willing to stay connected and encouraging and holding them accountable in the process. That's connected to another one. We're told to strengthen one another, Romans 14, 19, to help one another, Hebrews 3 uh, and Hebrews 10, to encourage one another, just passage after passage after passage in Scripture, how we need to be encouraging one another. We're told to care for one another in Galatians 6, to forgive one another in Ephesians and in Colossians, to submit to one another, Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 5. We're told to commit to one another, to commit our lives to one another, to give up ourselves for one another. And 1 John 3.16, to be devoted to one another, Romans 12, to be patient with one another, Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3. We're told to instruct one another. That's where we teach. We encourage others to follow the teaching. We're told to greet one another. Uh, we, we can do some of that without being in person, but it's so much better and more effective when we do that face-to-face in person. We're told to admonish one another. That means not only encouraging, but correcting and giving instruction to one another. We're told to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. It's a lot of one another in the body of Christ that we need to be living out as Christ followers. I love how Jesus, in the time that he was here on earth, he chose the 12, especially his disciples, his that, that came to be part of that inner circle with Jesus. He spent time with them. He developed them. He encouraged them. He held them accountable. He gave them clear teaching and instruction because he was preparing them to be able to go out and live that on their own, to, to do that for others. And they were the core group that Jesus worked through to establish the church and for the church to continue that process to carry that out. It was called discipleship because they were his disciples. In that culture, there would be a teacher that disciples would come under and follow after. And so they would spend time with that teacher and learning his teachings, learning his lifestyle, examining how he lived out the teaching that he had. And they chose to follow that teacher because they believed that what he was teaching was true and right and should be emulated in their own lives. So we use that term today still for followers of Jesus. We are disciples. And disciples, as we're living out that lifestyle, Jesus set the example of how he served them, how he encouraged them, how 
how they encouraged him and helped him to carry on and be strong. We need to do that for one another. That's why it's so important for you to connect with the body of Christ, with the church. We want you to be connected and involved uh, in the work of the church and to be able to be part of the one another's in Scripture with us. If you're in the Lakeshore area, either of our campuses, we'd love to invite you to come and be a part of that one another process in the body of Christ at Lakeshore. If you're hearing us and you live somewhere else uh, in another community, I want you to connect there with a, a good, strong body of believers, other followers of Jesus, so you could be doing the one another stuff right there together with those people who belong to the body of Christ as well. Well, I want to close today with some of the things we've got coming up here at Lakeshore where some of that one another stuff takes place that you could be connected to and involved. This coming Sunday at Lakeshore, we're going to be having baby dedications at both of our campuses, at all of our services. It's not too late to sign up for that, register for that. We encourage you to go ahead and do that at our website, lakeshorechristian.com. Just click on the baby dedication graphic, fill out that form, and we'll be prepared for you to come at the service time you're going to be there and be part of the baby dedication ceremony. We'd love to share this excitement of the new addition to your family with you. This Sunday also, February the 12th, is going to be a time we have Valentine photo stations at both of our campuses. Great time to get a Valentine picture. We'd love for you to come and, uh, and have some fun with that. Uh, we'll be doing some pictures at, at both campuses there. We're going to have a, a photo station set up with balloons and things like that. We've had some members of our church that are setting that up for us, and we're excited about being uh, offering that for you this Sunday. Uh, we've got uh, tonight, Wednesday night, we've got a basic Christian doctrine class that will be starting tonight at our Smyrna campus. It starts at 7 o'clock. If you're not already registered for that, it's not too late to go for that. Uh, you can still sign up on our website, lakeshorechristian.com. Click on that basic Christian doctrines Bible study graphic and then plan to be there tonight at 7 o'clock. It's a great foundational study uh, of beliefs in the Bible that are just foundational to your walk with Christ as a disciple of Jesus. It's a great thing for you to be a part of. And if you're new to Lakeshore, I really want to encourage you. We've got a welcome lunch coming up at both campuses on Sunday, February the 26th. It'll be after the 10 o'clock service at the Smyrna campus. It'll be following the 11 o'clock service at the Antioch campus. We have lunch provided for you. Uh, we have child care available, but we need you to sign up in advance for a couple of reasons. One is we want to have all your materials prepared for all the people that are going to be there, more information about our church that we want to get into your hands. But we also want you to choose which lunch option you want us to have for you. There's no charge for it, but we have different options for you to pick from so that you can uh, have we can have lunch ready for you that day. And then at the welcome lunch, we're going to tell you more about Lakeshore. You get to know more about who we are as a church. You get to meet some of our staff and ask any questions that you might have and also meet some other new people that are uh, connected to Lakeshore as well. Uh, it's a great first step for you to take and uh, deciding whether or not this is the place for you. This is the, the church you want to be connected with and a part of, and we'd love for you to come and be a part of that. So again, you can sign up on our website, lakeshorechristian.com. Click on that welcome lunch graphic. Or if you're at one of our campuses this Sunday, you could sign up on the kiosk at those campuses. We're so glad that you've joined us today for the podcast. I encourage you again to invite others to be a part of this too, uh, to listen with you or listen wherever they are. Uh, just be sure you subscribe and, uh, and tune in on Wednesdays at noon or any time after that once it's posted. We want you to be a part of our church family if you're local. 
uh, and we're glad you can connect online if you're not local. Let's continue to connect, grow, and serve together here at Lakeshore Christian Church.